Welcome to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Apologize for the minor late start. I had a little, a few, a few technical difficulties, but we're rolling now. And for me, Trevor, this is the probably the worst Monday of the year. Out of 52 Mondays, this is the number one worst. The the Monday after Derby weekend. Not only are most people hurting, but the build up to Derby and living in Louisville and being in Kentucky, so much fun. Uh, the the few weeks prior to that. Spring start has sprung, the weather gets nice, and while the weather is here to stay, it's going to be a little bit hot. Not too much to look forward to now from a sports standpoint, with the exception of the remainder of the NBA playoffs, which has been fantastic so far. But now it kind of hits you that, all right, we've got a little while before things start getting really exciting back here in Kentucky and, and most importantly, Louisville. Bad Monday. I thought the Game of Thrones may have got canceled last night. Maybe that's why it was a bad Monday. Oh, Game of Thrones was fantastic. Uh, just an unbelievable episode. And Trevor, you know much how I love having you on, and uh, our back and forth is fun. But after game after Mondays, Game of Thrones Mondays, it does make me it does make me miss Yates just a just a little bit. Would it make not? you feel better if I like read the uh, – even though I don't watch the show, I maybe go read the uh, IGN reviews or something on it so at least then I can talk to you about it? You're it, – that, 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 that would be a start. But the thing – like you would love Game of Thrones. I don't get how you wouldn't. It's a bunch of drinking. It's a bunch of fighting, and, and they have naked girls too. That's, that's like your three things. <laughs> that is pretty – you throw in drugs and you've got the trifecta for me. I don't think there are drugs. Oh, I'm sure that's not tobacco they're smoking out of those pipes when they're around in a circle. <laughs> this, is, this isn't some sort of Native American documentary, Trevor. This is uh, it's medieval. They don't sit around cir- circles and smoke peace pipes. You're telling me they didn't have marijuana in medieval times? I'm not. Th- well, this is a fantasy land, so we, we shouldn't get too hypothetical about it. Yes, medieval times, I'm sure they probably did. But and the way some of the decisions some of those people make, you're telling me they're not high in some way on something. I'm sure. Well, they're the, the only drugs they have are drugs to help reduce pain. It's called here we go. This is this is getting really nerdy right off to a good start. They call it milk of the poppy, and it supposedly numbs your whole body. A uh, poppy, huh? Like in poppy seeds, such as I don't know heroin, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Maybe, maybe so. Uh, so, but the Game of Thrones was fantastic last night. The HBO trio of Game of Thrones, Silicon Valley, and Veep have just been phenomenal this year. Uh, so, really enjoyed those. I wish we could talk a little more about Game of Thrones because there's plenty going on. Uh, they have completely just separated themselves from from the book, and I'm not even that mad at it. A lot of book enthusiasts get upset over that stuff. I've read the books. I don't mind. It's it's fun either way. Uh, so we'll table the Game of Thrones talk, I suppose. Uh, plenty more to talk about. Not another, not a good weekend for UK basketball recruiting. I feel like, Trevor, we've said that the last four weekends, five weekends. Not another good one. Uh, the Derby race happened. We'll talk about that. And then Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. Uh, I stayed up, watched that. So we've got a We've got a jam-packed show. Trevor, where should we start? Well, uh, I would say we could start with the Mayweather-Pacquiao because it was so boring, there's nothing to talk about, but yet we could also spend the entire 90 minutes bitching about it as well. So maybe not start with that. Uh, let's let's go with Derby right off the bat with the local theme. All right, then that's a, that's a good idea. I do want to get to that fight, though, because I, to it's me... Fight, it's fight the proper word. I mean, is it running around and avoiding someone punching you and then jabbing them once or twice around? Is that really considered a fight? All right, well, now we're on the fight thing, so we'll start with the fight. <laughs> we're off to a hot start today, Trevor. This is an all. This is one of the all-timers. Um, and we haven't even brought up the main, the main topic of the day, which uh, I'm sure you will be reminded of when we go to our outro music, but I'll let you start with the fight. Now I'm curious what that could be. Well, go in with the fight, and you, you'll, we'll, we'll discover it later as the day goes along. All right, so the fight, $100.00. I, I ended up ordering it. We had people over after Derby. Ended up getting a bunch of people over. 
and shockingly, my friends actually paid me money to watch it, which was I think that was the upset of the whole day, the most surprising thing. I'm assuming they gave you that money before they watched the fight. Uh, They did, yeah. They really they did. You're right about that. But all right, here's the thing, Trevor. I didn't think the fight was that bad. Or at least I was at least I was entertained. And I also had had a few beers throughout the day. So maybe I was just amped up for it regardless of what would have happened. But I was entertained by it. I feel like here's a few things why people are hating on it. One, there wasn't as much action as people thought of. But I, I think a lot of those people don't know anything about boxing. I, I think they were thinking it was going to be like a Rocky movie where all the hits were going to be in slow-mo and it was just going to be haymaker after haymaker. And not only could there not maybe have been a knockout, there could have been somebody's head popping off their bodies. I feel a lot of people just didn't really know what to expect from a bo- boxing match because how, when was the, what was the last boxing match, Trevor, you watched before then? Or just the average sports fan? Uh, the average sports, well, I'm, I'm not, wouldn't say I'm as, as low, as below as the average sports fan in terms of boxing fan. But I, I mean, I think the last, whatever the last uh, Mayweather pay per view was, I'm sure I went over and watched it at my buddy's house who orders them all. And so I went over and watched it, the fight on Saturday night. I wasn't disappointed because I knew what to expect. I, I knew what Mayweather is. Mayweather is, he doesn't want to fight you. He wants to run around like a little girl, like somebody being chased around a table. And he wants to avoid blocking, getting punched for about, you know, 90% of the time. And he'll jab you and he'll run around some more. And he'll run his mouth like he's the greatest. But he really is just a, a fraud and a fake and a, and a punk. I don't really like Mayweather. Does that, does that come off really That comes off, and that's fine. I don't, I don't <laughs> like Mayweather either, and I, I didn't really care who won the fight, but he does seem just like a horrible human being. Uh, I, I thought it was funny. Everybody was laughing at him. Him putting Justin Bieber and his little entourage walking out to the ring didn't do him any favors. Not to mention selling the spot in his entourage to Burger King. Yeah, which I actually thought that was kind of funny. Uh, if I'm Burger King, though, I don't know if that's worth a million dollars funny, but uh, that that was interesting in itself. But, okay, so one, I, I think people just didn't really know quite what to expect, at least the average fan. And I, and I know, Trevor, you're probably not past that. Uh, you're probably pa- – you know more than the average fan. Two, people just like to complain regardless. True. It, it would have been something really special for it not to, to at least get some criticism. Uh, it's been a fight that has been hyped for five to six years uh, and that's that's another point is the fight is probably three or four years late. These guys aren't in their prime anymore. Both of them still very, very solid boxers. Obviously, Mayweather, probably the best in the world. But it, it should have happened. It should have happened sooner, and it would have been something. It would have been a, a bit more entertaining. Uh, another aspect of it, you had to know this going in, and I, I think I even talked about it last week. Not only is that Mayweather style, which I'm sure probably 70% of people watching didn't know that was actually his style, you take into consideration not only that, but the magnitude of this fight, Trevor, everybody watching, everybody being on Pacquiao's side, everybody wanting to see an upset, Mayweather wasn't going to take a single risk in that fight. He wasn't going to he wasn't going to let the moment get away from him to where maybe he got a little anxious, reached a little bit, and left himself open to to just getting a knockout, a potential knockout punch to the face. Uh, and there was he, he did take one or two punches that were pretty hard that I think would have knocked me out and knocked pretty much anybody else out. But I think that kind of just goes to show that Mayweather was just a lot stronger, a lot bigger, a lot more... Uh, could absorb a lot more than Pacquiao because Pacquiao got a few licks in on him, not nearly as much and not nearly as often, but uh, he he got a few good looks that were okay. If you're not going to get him there, you're not going to get him the, the the duration of the fight. And we've got a, a text in from Brun DMC. He said he watched the fight at, at a crowded bar and Pacquiao is the overwhelming favorite. Uh, only time the booing was louder than they showed Bieber, which we touched on. Uh, and then he should have expected, we should have all expected that in a points match. Those lower weight classes are typically all about scoring points and less about knockouts. And that's exactly it, too. DJ, you know, you know what Mayweather is to, to the basketball, to, to, to accumulate to people who watch basketball, don't watch boxing? He's the four-corner offense. That's what he is. Is the four-corner offense, was it effective when used? Yes, it's great effective. But do you want to watch that? 
Do you, and you wonder why your sport is dead? Do you wonder why your sport is below MMA? Hell, it's below wrestling and not even close to either one of them anymore? You want to know why it is? Go look at your pre-tape plays of your pay-per-views. Go look at how much you charge people and go look at why you're paying your boxers $100 million before they even step into a ring. Wonder why they're unmotivated. There's why. You're, yeah, you're spot on with all those things. I, I, I'm just, I, I think people didn't do their research on what to expect. No, they didn't. They just saw so, two names that they knew and thought, oh, wow, I want to watch Hogan versus Andre in WrestleMania 3 in the boxing version. And, and everybody was hyping it up as the fight of the century. I mean, people called it the fight of the century. I can understand why people were let down. But, Trevor, if you went into it knowing that that's how Mayweather fights, uh, Pacquiao was going to have to do something different. He was going to have to get – he he was going to have to make things happen, maybe uh, put himself in some bad positions hoping that it pays out in the long run. If you knew that stuff, I was still entertained just because it was finally actually happening – uh, we, I mean, I had a great TV set up for, we had a ton of people over. It was a fun party. It was a fun get together. Yes. The fight, there was probably few too many rounds where there wasn't as much going on, but to say that, you know, out of the 12 rounds, there weren't at least four or five of them that were actually fun to watch that left you kind of oohing and on here and there. That'd be a lie. There was, it, it just, and that's almost half the fight. So I was okay with it. I can get I, again. I can understand why people were disappointed. I just don't think those people really knew fully what to expect heading into it. Uh, if they were to fight again, and I don't, I, I think I heard that they weren't going to. It's unlikely they're going to. I know Mayweather only has one fight left on his contract with Showtime. If they were to fight again, you know what, Trevor? I would probably watch it again because I, I enjoy it. I don't really enjoy the MAA stuff, so this is really all I've got. And, and again, although it might have been underwhelming to some people, it's probably what you should have expected. Uh, throughout the, so you'd be willing to pay another hundred dollars to watch those two dance around each other, uh, like a like a like an athletic version of Dirty Dancing. Sure, I mean, it, it, now if it was just a hundred dollars and I was going to be locked in my basement watching by myself, I probably wouldn't do it. Uh, that that you know, I, at that rate, I'd probably go to a bar or something like that. But if I had people coming over and a few people threw me five bucks here and there, and no, nobody uh, throws you money. You're paying all your money down. People can come over and watch, but. It's all your hundred bucks. Is that is that twelve rounds, three minutes around? Which, by the way, I don't know if all full. There was good full rounds. There was moments per, in a round here and there, but not full rounds. That would be worth a hundred dollars to you to watch them dance for three minutes for twelve rounds. If it resulted in a, a little party and get together where you know we did stuff beforehand, played cornhole, played you know some drinking games, and then we we watched the fight as kind of the the, the main event, then I would without a doubt do that. What about the? Uh, did you hear about the Time Warner? Uh, the, or, uh, I'm just, I don't want to throw them in the TWC, the three lettered, three lettered network cable company, who uh, lost feed to a lot of their people across the country right before the fight start. I did not hear that. Apparently, they lost feed throughout uh, many parts of Kentucky as well as up and down the East Coast. They were uh, their, the the feed just went out about maybe 20 minutes before the fight, and I never really got to go back on Twitter and see if it came back on for the fight, but. Uh, Let's just say I feel bad for whatever poor intern was running the uh, at TWC Twitter handle because he was probably in tears. Some of the things people were saying to him. No, I didn't hear that, and that's not that's not good news. That's uh, certainly not what you want to happen. There's a few times where our service got a little fuzzy, or not fuzzy, but slow, and maybe froze up two or three times, but never more than three or four seconds. Uh, but if it had continued anymore after paying that rate. I would have felt the need to maybe complain a little bit, uh, but it wasn't that ultimately all that big of a deal. But yeah, I would, I would, I'd watch it again. I, yeah, I would. In order of uh, what, what was the in order number one being obviously the best event of the weekend, uh, but still many things going on. Give me your order, which includes the NFL draft, the NBA game seven, Pacquiao, and Derby. Uh, I need to. All right, hold on. Let's. Do you want to go to break and come back with that? No, no. All right, so so list them out again. Uh, we have Derby. Clearly. Okay. You have the Pacquiao fight, Pacquiao Mayweather. Sure. You have the NFL draft, which would be, I would include Thursday, Friday, Saturday as the weekend event. Okay. You have game seven on Saturday. Sure. And that was it. <laughs> Those four things. I'm going to throw Game of Thrones in there. Oh, good Lord. Throw Game of Thrones. Sure, go. it must have been a really good episode. I'm sure I would still rather watch it more than Pacquiao, but go ahead. Throw it in there, too. All right. Um, and again, you know, I'm a little biased. 
Good. I think I, I know it's number one at this point now. No, no, you'd be surprised. <laughs> uh, I would go, let's see, Derby number one, because that was a, it, it's not every Derby where the race actually lives up to the hype. The favorites take care of business, do what they need to do, and you have a semi exciting finish. So that, and we'll talk more about that, but Derby race, that was awesome. That's everything you could ask for in a Derby. Uh, you didn't have some long shot just come out of nowhere, which I don't like. Some people maybe do. I don't. Uh, you had all the favorites right there, all competing uh, down to the down to the wire. That you couldn't get any better than that. Game seven has just been completely overshadowed by this weekend, Trevor. But that was an unbelievable game. Uh, you have the defending champs knocked out on a last second shot. That was awesome. What's the best game of the playoffs so far? Easily, uh, number three for me would be. Game of Thrones, I just fan. I mean, just an awesome episode. Number four, I, I guess I'd do the fight, really, because I, I mean, the NFL draft. I first, first off, I don't like the NFL draft to begin with. It wasn't. I, I to say I watched probably more than forty-five minutes of it would be a lie. Um, I, I watched. You know, I, I guess I watched enough where I saw Bud Dupree get drafted on Thursday night. And then that was that was pretty much it. I didn't really tune in at all Friday or Saturday. Uh, we can talk more about the draft because Louisville gets ten players drafted, which is very very impressive, including Mister Irrelevant Joe Christian. I thought I thought he was Mister Irrelevant. I never looked it up, but they were having the picks on the bottom line, and it stopped with him. And I figured that had to be Mister Irrelevant, uh, which actually it, it's fun to get drafted, but not probably not the best thing for him. All things considered. Here's a little trivia Monday for you. You can tell me what former Wildcat linebacker. I'll give you a hint. Linebacker was also former, but was also a Mister Irrelevant. You know, if it's not within the past ten to fifteen years, I'm probably not going to know it. It's closer to uh, he was mid '90s, so you probably don't know it. It was Marty Moore, by the way. Uh, well, yeah, you could have. All right, okay. Oh, I didn't know. You that. don't remember Marty Moore? Yeah, more, more, mostly famous knowing for dropping the interception in the Peach Bowl that cost Kentucky a bowl game against Clemson. So he went all Marcus McWilson. Don't, don't even remember that name. <laughs> Marcus McWilson dropped the interception that would have beaten Louisville in November. Oh, is that who that bum was? <laughs> yeah, right in his hands. Marcus McWilson had fa- a t- drop that fair catch. Gee, hey, no kidding. That's a good way to put it. That was a fair catch. Uh, he's had a tough go at Kentucky, but actually has played well. That was not one of his finer moments. Um, he was a big-name recruit and hasn't really lived up to it. That that interception would have made things different. So so Derby was number one, game seven, two, fight three, and then uh, the draft last for me. I just the draft isn't that exciting for me. Bunch of guys that you're probably never going to hear from again. Uh, we'll head to commercial break though. Game of Thrones again, unbelievable. So stick around here on fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. Try not. Do or do not. There is no try. Presented by Allen Electric. Back to the second segment of the Sports Buzz. So talk a lot of boxing there in that, in that first segment. Not a lot of derby. And not a lot about UK, which is what I think a lot of people listen to my show to hear about. So we're going to turn, we're going to switch gears and talk a little bit about UK basketball recruiting. And like I mentioned earlier, just another bad weekend, and it doesn't seem uh, like we had like UK fans have been had something to celebrate for for some time. So Jalen Brown Friday night, which this was kind of a miracle, Trevor, that Friday at Oaks, I. I went down there and, and hung out, didn't go in, but hung out down at the track and met up with some friends. And uh, But I, I didn't drink, which I just, you know, I didn't really feel like it. I, I knew I was going to drink a little bit on Saturday. But I'm so happy that I didn't when all that Jalen Brown stuff kind of unfolded. Uh, it was late Friday night, probably around 7, when word got out that 
that he was planning on committing that night at a senior banquet ceremony at his school. There was no media there, no cameras, none of this, none of that. It was just going to be he was going to announce it at some point, maybe just to a friend, uh, maybe to the entire banquet, maybe just some random person in the bathroom. Nobody really knew when or where or in what fashion he was going to announce, but it seemed that he had made up his mind and was ready to do it. So I'm sitting there hanging out with people, following Twitter, on my phone nonstop. Uh, started calling some other people, seeing kind of what the what people were feeling, where the sense was he was going to end up. And Trevor, I'm sure you've probably remember this, but all throughout this entire recruiting process, all of the, the last three months at least, I've said Jalen Brown's not going to end up at Kentucky. Do you remember that? I do. Even my short-term memory allows me to remember that. Okay. He was the one guy I felt great about. The, the, the Great about him not going to UK. Uh, so I guess felt terrible about. Uh, a great player, awesome wing wing guy, very powerful, can put it on the floor, get to the rim, um, good defender, can can really do it all, and was kind of the missing piece to UK needing needing a wing scorer. So just had, had a good sense that he wasn't going to be coming to Kentucky. And then his comments, again, at the McDonald's All-American game, sounded like he had a great deal of respect for UK, but it probably just wasn't going to be for him. So I'm talking to people on Friday night. I'm, I'm, I'm talking, you know, some, some people, texting with some people close to UK, talking with some people out at California that, that cover the team and cover recruiting out there. Uh, Michigan was another place that he was considering. Michigan kind of seemed like the leader over the last few weeks. And talking with somebody, and they said Michigan's eliminated. He, he's not. He's he's not going to Michigan. He's already made it clear to them they're out. So then it kind of boiled down to Kentucky and California. And this is California, Trevor. California with Quanzo Martin. California that traditionally has been awful at basketball. Uh, I, I was talking with doing the Cats Illustrated podcast today. Have they ever been to a Final Four, Trevor? I know. Uh, yeah, they went to they went to back to back in '60 and '61, I believe. Now I gotta wonder how you know that off the top of your head. Because they lost, they beat Ohio State in one and lost to Ohio State in the other, and then Cincinnati was also a member of those two final fours. Interesting. So, uh, but a, a, a school that I guess has been to a final four, but since uh, I guess since the sixties and seventies have maybe only had a few good years here and there. Uh, and the people in California, they, they they talked to the coaching staff, and they told me that they don't know. They have no clue. They they feel like they've got a chance, but they don't feel confident about it. They don't feel optimistic about it, but they just know that they have a shot. Talking with people in Kentucky, and they said, with UK missing out on everybody else, they've kind of refocused, regrouped, keyed in on him, have a, have a much better sell now because he does have likely a starting position uh, where – you know, he was probably going to start regardless, but now there's no way coaches can spin it where he's not. There's clearly not going to be any platoons. There's a chance for him to come in, average 15 to 18 points, you know, whatever. Uh, Kentucky felt a lot better about the chances than they did pre previously. So then I started to think, all right, Kentucky really might end up with them here. I, I never changed my pick. I never said Kentucky was the pick, which I'm happy that I didn't. But uh, sure enough, it goes into – 10 30 11 o'clock at night without a commitment and finally word breaks that he had committed to california california all places so now when you're looking at the rivals 150 and you don't need to look at the bottom of the 150 because you know kentucky isn't going necessarily after the, after those guys but looking at the top kentucky missed out on jalen brown to california Ivan Rab, who they kind of were in on but never really locked in on, missed out on him to California. Malik Newman to Mississippi State. Steven Zimmerman to UNLV. That's Thomas Bryant to Indiana, which Indiana traditionally a really good program, but lately not so much. Those are schools that you, Trevor, probably would have never imagined in a million years would have beat Kentucky out for recruits. By, by the way, real quick to throw this out there, it was 59-60, and 60, and they won the national title 59 under uh, great big man teacher Pete Newell. Uh, and then they went, and after the 1960 Final Four, they didn't go back to the tournament until 1991. 
Uh, so it's 21 year span before dirt between tournaments. I, I don't know what what happened with Quanzo Martin when he crossed the Western Mississippi because uh, Tennessee wasn't recruiting like this. And suddenly, no. he, suddenly he crosses the Mississippi and he like Lewis and Clark, and he is John Calipari on the West Coast. If what if you were a Tennessee fan, how do you think you feel right now? Just knowing that you gave up on a coach that just landed two top ten players and likely you're going to win the Pac-12 next year. If I'm a Cal fan, I'm thinking I'm, I'm, we're not going to see another Todd Bozeman, are we, where he paid Jason Kidd and Lamar Murray to come here and where he got kicked out of college for five years because of it and then we went on probation? Or Are we going to go through that again? Because that really wasn't worth the two first-round exits that we got with those two guys with us, I don't think. <laughs> it, it, it is just remarkable that these – and here's what I've kind of thought about is that here you have people wanting to stay home and – uh, and I'm not. I, I'm going to completely put aside Trevor the 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 possible shadiness of the of the whole thing. So let's just let's act like there's no other influences besides just decisions, okay? Because I'm sure, probably in some cases, there likely are. But you're losing out on these guys to all these small schools, California. And let's not forget, they almost pretty much supposedly had the Caleb Swanigan. Is that his name? They had him. I mean, two hours before he announced it was guaranteed he was going there and he just suddenly switched at the last minute. So that would have been three guys. That would have been unbelievable. Then you'd have to put them a preseason top five team. Uh, That that would be remarkable if that were the case. But so you're, you're missing out on these guys to smaller teams. And it comes back to me and I'm going to go more into this, but we've got a caller. It's the LeBron James movement, and I'm going to talk about how uh, hypocritical that whole thing is. But it's LeBron James, and this is that's why people are deciding to stay at home. Jalen Brown, obviously, going to California is not staying at home, but being different, doing bucking the trend, that is being different. So let's go to the phones. We've got Captain Arctic, uh, a usual tweeter, calling in today. How are you, Captain Arctic? Hey, TJ. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, still just recovering from the weekend, wishing it wasn't Monday. Yeah, no, no, I feel you. I got Brundy's tweet on Friday about him trying out bourbon, so that that allowed me to get into my Pappy Van Winkle collection on, on Saturday for the fight. So uh, so that was good. That, was well, that good. sounds nice. That sounds like a pretty nice little yeah. Saturday. Captain Arctic's got some money. Yeah, yeah, Van yeah. Winkle, come on, Captain, send us some cash. Yeah, where, no, where that's you, because the old... That's, that's because the old lady treats me good, I man. Those are those are all good Christmas and uh, birthday presents, you know. Well, lucky you. You listening, Hannah? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, nothing. Go on, Captain Arthur. Go on. What's on your mind? Okay. All right. So let me get, so let me get to the important the important stuff first, TJ. At the at the party at the house Saturday, did you and your and your group of uh, attendees get the uh, the the undefeated chant going for the the Louisville soccer team? Uh, we well, they ended up losing. Unfortunately, we did watch that match. We streamed it on YouTube. It was actually pretty. I mean, it was just an unbelievable Saturday. Uh, they lost to a team that had never won a game in franchise history. Not one of Louisville City FC's finer finer matches. And I know you're asking that question sarcastically, but I'm going to answer seriously and say yes, just because I know it bugs you. And, and I'm going to have an hour long radio segment talking soccer later this week. And, and and the rest of us will faithfully listen in, you can bet. Um, all right, so a couple of things, a couple of quick things regard, uh, regarding the recruiting I just wanted to get your take on. Um, you know, you just mentioned it. Everybody went to these you know, different schools, and nobody nobody really loaded up except for, for Duke, I guess. Um, but I think the real – I think I texted this to you on Saturday morning, but the I think the real winner here is UNC because – with nobody else getting better, if you will, um, they're I think they're very well positioned right now to to be a pretty unanimous favorite next year to win it. I don't think any of the teams that were that were there, you know, in this top ten have really gotten any stronger given the dis, uh, the distribution of the the recruiting choices there. So um, I wanted to get your take on that, and then also I saw that they grabbed. A uh, another guy that Kenny Williams that was looking at at UNC in Virginia, and I was wondering if we showed any interest in him, and and if not, 
buy because I don't think you can ever have enough, uh, you know, good shooters in, in college basketball. So I'll uh, I'll hang up and listen to the rest. All right, thanks for the call, Captain Eric. Always nice to get some uh, some phone calls into the show. I, I, I like the tweets as well, uh, but nice to get some interaction with some of you all listening. So appreciate the call. Uh, first, with the with the UNC point, that was that's a really good point, and we talked about that on the podcast this week. Um, I, I I I I had mentioned that you hadn't had one team. Kentucky lost out. They did. You could have had Kentucky. I think they were really just a player away. And we'll talk more about maybe if there are some any other surprises out there. But Kentucky maybe was a player away from being clearly the number one team in the country, at least preseason. Uh, two players away from from being just freakishly good. You don't get those guys. But the good news, and like Captain Eric said, those guys didn't go to a place where it, it, it really threatened UK's title chances immensely you uh, had Jalen Brown gone to Kansas well then Kansas clearly your number one team to start the year had Jalen Brown gone to UNC where he also was considering and wasn't likely he was going to go there uh, then UNC becomes just an unbelievable power and, and nobody's probably going to touch them next season um, but he is right about UNC probably being the big winner to, unless your name is Quanzo Martin because no team got drastically better Duke obviously had to rebuild with losing out a lot of people, and they came close to it. Uh, Brandon Ingram will be great for them. They've got uh, Luke Kennard, I think, is now in a good position where he does, he's not going to have to do too much, and you get a guard in Derek Thornton, so you don't have to have Luke Kennard playing point guard. Uh, they, they've got a complete backcourt and on their wings. Now, Duke still has some huge question marks inside, uh, so, so they've got some question marks. Obviously, Cal's going to be good, but you, you got to have more than just two good players to to compete for a national championship. LSU will be good, but you know Malik Newman considered LSU. If he goes there, then they're really really good. He decides to go to Mississippi State. Uh, so Kansas gets checked Iallo. Their front court's going to be really really solid, but still a lot of questions in the backcourt. The way all this recruiting in the class of 2000, 2015 played out, you don't have one dominant team. And even though UNC is likely going to be preseason number one, Trevor, and they're going to be really talented, there's still plenty of question marks there. They, it's not like they showcased that they were a top five or ten team realistically last year. It was still, what, a four or five seed? So they're going to take the next step, and I think they should be preseason number one. I think they're going to be really good. But I, I, I don't think that they're the overwhelming favorite to cut down the net, and that's why next year in college basketball is going to be really fun. Instead of just having three or four teams that could win the title like last year, you probably could have anywhere from 10 to 15, realistically. It's now, like, I think it's going to be, I don't, I'm going to say maybe 10 or 15, it may be too many, but I would agree with you. I think keeping around seven or eight where you could argue the team that you would put eight is easier at one as you could put them at eight. Yeah, it, it, I, and and it, and just come tournament time, though, I don't think there's going to be any unbelievable teams that will have, with the exception of, you know, I, I, you'd imagine that most of those teams will be able to get to the Sweet 16. But I think you're going to see a lot more upsets. You could see just a team get hot uh, that that could make a that could make a, a serious run in March, where it was pretty clear that one Kentucky was going to get to the Final Four last year. They had a close game against Notre Dame. Wisconsin likely get the Final Four despite having a very tough road. UNC played them tight, and then they just played unbelievable against Arizona. Duke, they were a clear Final Four candidate for me, uh, and then they also just had an easy road. You knew those three teams likely were going to get there, and they all did. So I, I don't think you're going to have that same sort of certainty heading into next year's March Madness. I mean, we're still obviously 11, 10 months away from that, but – throughout the year could be fun. You ha you might have teams that suffer. Uh, the ACC is going to be really, really good next year. You could have UNC, who likely is going to be the number one team in the country, maybe go on a stretch where they aren't lose three out of five or, or something along those lines because college basketball is going to be more balanced, at least overall, in my opinion. We'll see. Uh, it ha from top to, you know, top from one to 25, college basketball hasn't been unbelievably consistent in a long, long time. I'm not saying that it will go that far next year. But I really do think you'll have 12 to 15 teams that could uh, reasonably maybe win the national title next year. And then Captain Arctic also asked about Kenny Williams, who's a 6'2 shooting guard that committed to North Carolina, number 89 in the, in the Rivals 150. Kentucky never got in on him. 
And I, and I think their logic was, listen, we've got Tyler Uless, we've got Isaiah Briscoe, we've even got Dominique Hawkins. If Kenny Williams was 6'6", and you could move him over to the wing, then yeah, maybe you play him. But right now he's 6'2". He's not a guy that's likely going to come in and have a huge impact for UNC. Wouldn't have any, a huge impact for Kentucky. I know it's late in the game, and a lot of people are thinking you just need bodies at this rate. Um, but the reason I, I think Kentucky never really showed interest in him is because he's he would be a guy that would be around for a few years. Uh, so next year, when you have Dominique Hawkins as, I guess, what would that make him, a senior? You have Dominique Hawkins, an older Dominique Hawkins. Uh, you have a junior Tyler Eulis. You're still trying to get Malik Monk. You're trying to get Kobe Simmons. You're trying to get some other five-star guys in the class. Well, if you've got a backcourt that crowded with all guys that have had minutes before, and Kenny Williams would get some minutes this year, there's no doubt about that, along with Michael Mulder, who I can't forget. You, you can't clog it up that much because then you're not going to get the elite guys. Even though they'd all likely come in and play right away, it's easy to recruit against that. We need to head to commercial break. We'll come back. I, I still need to make my point about LeBron James and why kids are being uh, a little hypocritical. But stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Sports Talker. Adventure. <laughs> Excitement. <laughs> TJ Walker. Craves not these things. Presented by Allen Electric. I, I, I know what you're doing, and I know why you're doing it, and I don't like it, Trevor. Is that why you're ignoring and not wanting I, I know that nothing in pop culture existed before 2000 in your eyes. But things were there, DJ. In case you're wondering, I, and, and I know what you're doing, and and I, you know, I. <sighs> oh, it's still coming. Did you still, you got you got one more at least. <laughs> cut it out. All right, I'm just. Oh no, cut, cut it out, or I'm just not going to take a break, and <laughs> and then we're all going to lose our jobs. I don't think we're going to lose our. If we haven't, I haven't lost my job for other antics that I pulled, I'm not going to lose it for not taking a break or shoving more. Star Wars Day themed music down your throat. I just think it's stupid. Oh man. Okay, I guess I'm hosting the rest of the show because I'm 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 hanging up on Scott. How is Star Wars stupid? Now, are you referring to Star? No, Wars? no, 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 no. No, I didn't say Star Wars. The, Star Wars the greatest was stupid. trilogy of all time is not stupid. I'm not saying Star Wars. Star Wars is stupid. I actually enjoy Star Wars. Okay, it's one of the first movies, big time hits that I can remember. That. And Titanic. <laughs> two, two movies I would really not want in the same sentence, but okay. I'm not saying both are even, but just kind of when I was growing up, uh, I remember my dad, and this, you know, this was back, when did the when did Star Wars re-up again? Well, the original was 77, 80, and 83, which were the original trilogy. The, re, the prequels came out in 98, 99, I think. Okay, so. <laughs> Episode 1, 2, and 3, or, or is that one? <laughs> We lived really close to one of the movie theaters, and I remember one time uh, we went to go see Star Wars. My dad was taking us, and and for some reason, I guess he was doing yard work, and we had a pickup truck, and there was a bunch of sand in the back, so we thought it'd be fun to ride in the back on the way to the movies because it was just like a five-minute ride, if that. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, your dad let an eight-year-old back in the back of his truck? That's not the one I see in this neighborhood or by the station on a daily basis. What 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 an awful father! But no, we were we were supervised and it it was perfectly safe. But we thought it'd be fun because there's sand and it'd be a good time. Well, the second we started moving, all the sand started whipping up in our faces, and it was like we were in our little we were in like a sandstorm, and you you had to put your Tatooine on 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 the speed racer. That's exactly what it reminded us uh, us of, and we were really excited about that. But you had to put your shirt over your face, or else you wouldn't be able to breathe uh love you dad um but you know maybe maybe wasn't the best idea by the way uh, I, we, st- I stayed out for 48 hours to see episode one at the tinseltown movie theater see you're a loser oh I'm, why would you be I, I i agree with you after watching episode one that movie was like 
sitting with Dr. Kevorkian and having a conversation. <laughs> 48 hours? Yes. They made us sign waivers in which I signed at Ken Shamrock because if I figured if I was going to get hurt, I at least want to still sue. Jeez. Uh, that's insane. That's commitment. Not, Sorry. I, 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 wish it, I just wish the movie didn't suck. <laughs> the episode one wasn't so awful. It would have been, wouldn't make me feel as bad or as dumb. Uh, that, that's that is, I mean I, I'm trying to think of if I've ever done anything like that uh, one time I when my freshman year I camped out for UK UNC uh, student tickets didn't camp out for the tickets I had the tickets but camped out to get front row seats and then it ended up turning into a snowstorm and was sleeping well maybe not a snowstorm but it snowed and was sleeping uh, out on just in a sleeping bag on concrete and then actually was able to fall asleep for like an hour. And when I did, woke up with a blanket of snow all over me. That was probably the worst experience of my life. I did go with a friend, so we were able to, to sleep in, 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 in little groups. So he, he would nap for a little bit, then I would nap, and vice versa. I'd never I'd never do that. Um, but the, what what is stupid, Trevor, just because that it is May 4th Be that you're you. playing. Nope, just May 4th. Be with you. Say, say today's date. May 4th. Be with you. No, May 4th. What you're trying to say is May the 4th. And that's Be not how you, you that's not how you have to pronounce the days. You just have to say May 4th. You don't say other dates with the in front of it? You don't be like uh, January the 8th? Nope. Just say January 8th. So then it kind of takes out, it takes the air out of your uh, your your stupid little holiday, doesn't it? I think you're just a, you're just like a Star Trek hater over here. You're, <laughs> you're a new generation guy, aren't you? You you, you like Captain Kirk over uh, over Han Solo. You're one of those people. No, I like Star Wars, and I'm sure I'll see the new movies. I'm not going to wait 48 hours like some dweeb. To... No, I'm not doing that again. No, no, that's a so, young man's game. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> but it takes the air out of your sails when it's just May 4th. May 4th be with you doesn't make any sense. Oh, you keep, I'm supposed to be the hater in this co- in this duo, by the way. What, what happened here? When did the roles get reversed? And the fact you like you tease me with it's a special kind of day and I wasn't hitting on it. Did you, did you know you, what I was talking about, by the way? Yeah, did you know I'm a I, nerd? No, as soon as I I didn't know until I heard the music. And then I knew, unfortunately. Then you avoided and then you kinda it got my hopes segment. up. Because then I thought maybe it's somebody special's birthday, or maybe it's some fun like talk like a pirate day that I didn't know about. But that was what it was. It was kind of a letdown. I did well. That's how I felt when I after forty eight hours of sitting out and going to see episode one. Worst part about that story, by the way, TJ, was I they they started selling tickets. I think in the AM, and I bought tick, the, the tickets. I bought were for like a four PM show for the next day when the movie was supposed to be released. This is before they. This is about the beginning of the time when they actually started doing midnight movies, and no one really knew about midnight movies at the time. It hadn't really become the trend that it has now. And I went to work the next day. I went home, took a nap, and went to work. I worked at a video store with the same guy that set it out with me, and we found out that Stony Brook was doing a midnight showing. We walked, go up to the tick movie, go walk into the movie without waiting more than five minutes in line. Ended up seeing the movie twice. Then within twenty four hours. And fell asleep during both episodes of it because that's how boring episode one is. So basically, I, long story short, I sit out for 48 hours for absolutely no reason whatsoever. That's uh, so. This might come as a surprise, but I'm actually not a virgin. So you sat out the way. So you waited 48 hours and you didn't even get in the first showings? Well, I, no, I didn't because I was. We were. That's so many people were in front of us at the uh, line that we waited out in. There were people there before we got there. We waited for two days to buy tickets. I think it was, like, for example, in my memory's a little phasey, but I think it was like we sat out there for like a Tuesday and Wednesday night, and the show was on, the movie released on Friday. So the earliest tickets we could get by the time we got to buy our tickets on Thursday when they started selling tickets was for like Friday at 3.30, something like that. It was in the 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock hour. I do remember that. So we go home Thursday. We're ready to go see our movie tomorrow because we sat out for 48 hours to get tickets. Then we find out Thursday at midnight, Stony Brook will be playing the movie starting at midnight straight through. And, oh. just, and, it, and it wasn't a big crowd because no one had really done the midnight movies at that time. That was like the, kind of the beginning of it. Now you see every movie that's decently popular as a midnight showing. But uh, at that's... the time, it was something new. And so we walked in. We get there at 12, like 12.01. We walk right up, buy tickets, great seats, and uh, realize after sitting through it that we were like, man, we waited 48 hours. We got to watch this crap again at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> 
man, what did we do? No one, no wonder people make fun of us for what we did. Was it? Did he was it? Was it better the second time? No, yeah, because I slept through half of it. I was so tired. I hadn't gotten any sleep for basically forty-eight hours. Jeez, that's a that's a good story. Um, but it is definitely worthy kind of making depressing fun. a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, a, a little bit, but it's also funny. And it, 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 although I'm sure you're not happy that you did it at the time, at least it's a good story to tell now. A, a good story to have people laugh at you. Yeah, well, I have a bunch of those. Don't worry. Well, hopefully, uh, throughout this throughout the history of the show, we'll hear a few more of them. We need to go ahead to a commercial break. Uh, when we come back, there's some breaking news, so I look forward to sharing that with you all. So big news too. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the droids we're looking for. He can go about his business. You can go about your business. Move along. Move along. You're listening to The Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. Do you want to host the rest of the show, Trevor? Did you see the clip I sent you? I texted you during the break. I did. That's that's exactly what I kept picturing in my head when you mentioned when you said that at the last uh, the break. The Happy Gilmore scene was like, I see what you're doing here, and I don't like it. Just don't break a bottle and try to uh, cut my throat like Happy did the shooter. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, that's the last rejoin we have, and of course you won't get another Star Wars outro song because our last outro song obviously is the uh, Vobillies. Yeah. So that's the end of it for you. Are you are, the, the, Your Star Wars day is basically coming to it unless you want to talk about it, which I have this really good feeling in the force that you don't want to. I, uh, no, no, we're good on that, I think. <laughs> good till next year. Oh, man. <laughs> 364 more days till you hear those rejoins again. 364 more days till hockey season. Got to toughen up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another Happy Gilmore reference, yes. You want to go with a Happy Gilmore quote? All right, um, some breaking news, and this is kind of silly. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein has officially changed his name legally to Willie Trill Cauley-Stein. This is a joke, right? No. The Lexington Herald-Leader has a story on it. Uh, so he changed his name. Uh, originally born... Willie Dormond Cauley Jr. changed his name before he got to Kentucky to Willie Cauley Stein. Um, Do you know why he did that, by the way? He wanted to include his mother's last name. Gotcha. And so now he's changed it to Willie Trill Cauley Stein. And he, the quote he gave the election Herald leader was uh, that Trill is the nickname that his boys call him. So you, you he put that in his legal name because his 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 kids call him that. Uh, not not his kids, his boys. Oh, his his homies, his his posse, his, his his yeah. The, the unhip in the unhip Trevor Kelsey over here says you say my, your your boys. I think his kids. You know his boys. Do you know what? Sons. Do you know what trill means? <laughs> Clearly, I don't. I'm assuming is this something dirty? Should I have dumped it? Am I, do I need to go to Urban Dictionary and look this up? Uh, trill just means cool along those lines. What does it have to do with cool? I don't to be to to be real to 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 keep it real. You know, like that guy's the trillist. <laughs> and I'm the nerd for like wanting doing Star Wars Day. I'm not saying that I go around calling people trill or using that in my vocabulary, but I'm a lot more closer to this generation, Trevor, than you are, so I kind of know. That's a good thing or a bad thing, by the way? I don't know. Well, then again, you are playing Star Wars music out of, out of every break, and 
Um, I, I will say this. I'll, I'll give you, you credit. Hours. You just gave me a word. That I, I always thought Cray Cray was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. It's been now bumped to number two by Trill. We could do like a, a cool new word of the day every day. There's a, there's a lot more cool words. Should I get out the David Yates word of the day open? It, it could be a, a new generation word of the day. Can we do that where you teach me a new, a new uh, modern uh, kids word of the day? You teach me something each week? Sure. Yates was teaching me legitimate words, and he gave up after like three weeks. I don't know why. I can probably have a conversation with myself and figure it out, but I don't have the time or patience. But you could, could, te- you could teach me like new words like trill and cray-cray and is bling-bling still hip? I don't know. No. No. Do you know what – I mean, you obviously know what bay is, right? Like sitting by the dock of the bay? No. like Watching bay- the world? B-A-E. B-A-E. Uh, like – no, I don't never know, know what that is. B A E. Never heard of it. Should I? Is is DJ is going out with some connections issues? We'll hopefully try to reconnect with DJ here in a second as I look up what Bay means. I, I, this is what happens when I guess you you start. Uh, Talking about more modern things and more cool things. I'm going to reconnect with DJ here right now. As we try to get DJ connected, as I look up bay, which apparently bay is a Danish word for poop. And I don't know why that would be considered funny amongst kids. But yet, then again, I didn't know. I don't know where trill suddenly comes from and why that is suddenly cool amongst kids. Helping to catch up with TJ is this is karma for his making fun of Star Wars. I assume that the internet connections that we're having some issues with the Skype usually don't have these problems, but we seem to have a little bit of uh, issues with that right now. We'll take a quick, uh, a little short break. We'll try to connect back with TJ, come back, close out the last 15 minutes of the show. We'll be right back on the Sports Talk with TJ Walker, even though TJ Walker is not to be found right now. You're listening to the Sports Talker. Adventure. Excitement. TJ Walker. Craves not these things. Presented by Allen Electric. (laughs) I guess I lied. I guess you did have to hear one more. (laughs) Sorry, I had a technical hiccup. And then, of course, it it meant that I was going to have to hear this one more time. I uh, apologize for that, but we're back. One final segment, and then everything should be okay. So we were talking about names. Trevor, we can we can do a new word of the day. You you were uh, about to teach me what bay meant, and I looked it up on Urban Dictionary, and I gave the Urban Dictionary response to it, at least the first definition, and apparently Rob Blackhawk said I was incorrect on that. What was the first? Well, according, bay technically, by that spelling, is the Danish word for poop. <laughs> But apparently okay. kids, which are morons, think use it on the internet, which they think it means baby and sweetie. So when you're calling, I guess, your sweetie bae, you're actually calling her poop in Danish. Well, that's a that's a fun fact. You uh, you taught us a little something. So, uh, But that's not how the kids use it. Well, the kids are idiots, DJ. That's what all I got to say about that. And I, I, I had a point, speaking of kids are idiots, they're, they're not idiots, but I did have a point that I wanted to get to about this LeBron James stuff. Um, and, and you had uh, so many recruits in the 2015 class. Several, several of them wanted to stay home. Uh, Jalen Brown wanted to be different and not stay home. Not, he wanted to be different, and that didn't mean for him staying home, but it meant doing something that nobody really pegged him to do, and that was go to California. The people staying home, I think that's an obvious following what LeBron did, that if that's the coolest thing to do. If he did it and, and I want to be as good as a basketball player and kind of make an unpopular decision, going home for LeBron didn't seem like the, the best thing maybe to do, um, but that's what he decided to do. And now you have a lot of recruits wanting to follow that. Jalen Brown wanted to be different. He didn't want to go to the a powerhouse basketball program. He didn't want a basketball program to make him. He wanted to to be a student first and then worry about basketball and 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 do something that not everybody else was doing, just like LeBron had done. Back in the day, 
you had kids following LeBron when he went to Miami. Then it was, hey, let's team up with two or three of the other best players in the world. Let's do something special, win a championship. That was what was cool back then. And you had some unbelievable recruiting classes follow that, that movement. But now he went home, so kids are wanting to stay home. It's cool to stay home. It's cool to do something different. Kind of make them make some hypocrite and wanting to do something different by following what the most famous basketball player of all time is doing. It's not like this is something new, TJ. This is much like a lot of everything else in pop culture. It's a retread of what was normal, what was the norm in the '60s, '70s, and even for the most part, the '80s. It's it's funny you bring it up because I watched. Uh, I had not seen it before. I know it's not new, but I watched the SEC story they show on ESPN, which are really good usually. And I had not seen this one, but I watched the one on Dominique Wilkins last night. And with an interesting tie into what you're talking about, that was one of the main points of that documentary. We talked about he spurned going to North Carolina and going to North Carolina State, going to Duke and staying in the, to- the tobacco state and went to Georgia. And it was a weird thing because you didn't do that normally. I mean, you, Michael Jordan's from North Carolina. He went to North Carolina. Daryl Griffith's from Louisville. He goes to Louisville. You know, Winston Bennett's from Louisville. He goes to Kentucky in the same state. You know, you, you normally, throughout most of the time, you didn't go, especially across country. And then as you saw in the 90s, it started being more of, you know, basically pick from wherever you want instead of recruiting in your territory. And now we're kind of back to what LeBron James has ushered back in, what was popular in, in the older days of staying home and not going far for, to college. Yeah, and that it, you're right that these things are, they come in waves uh, you could have another trend where it is cool to team up with the best players in the world and to not go to your hometown. But it, it it's just so funny when they're they're trying to be different and do different things when really they're just following what they're being they're, sheep is what you're saying. They're being sheeple. Sheeple. So is that a word? Is that an urban dictionary? Can I add it and put uh, credit? It's, it should already be a word. Okay. But. Uh, it, it's it's funny to see, but um, you know you you don't ever you shouldn't ever wish ill will on high school kids and where they decide to go. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people do, and those people are terrible people. But uh, you know, I wish them the best. I, I I don't know if they are making the best decisions, but that's really not my place to. Um, I can have an opinion on it, but Let me basically, ask- if you're tweeting recruits, quit it. I agree 100%. Let me ask you a question, TJ. You you see these kids way more than I do, and you've seen them way more than I will until they get in college. Three teams stick out to me in this recruiting process over this year. Three teams that normally you don't hear at the top of the levels and three teams that each added two potential star recruits, and those teams were LSU, UNLV, and California. Of those three teams, who makes the biggest stride forward going into next year? And keep in mind, all three of those teams did lose – their best two players, LSU, UNLV, and I believe, I don't remember if Jabari Bird declared or not, but I know they did lose Tyron Wallace, so they lost their best player, at least in California. Yeah, I, I think California will be the best of those three teams. I, they, If you had to pick two players, I'd probably go LSU's with, with Ben Simmons and Antonio Blankney. Uh, not, I mean, it's... It's really close between them and Ivan Rabb and Jalen Brown. I, uh, really, really close. But I, I feel California just have the better team. I, I think LSU, their backcourt was really bad last year. And just adding Antonio Blankney to that doesn't make it significantly better. Uh, ben Simmons is going to be great inside, but he's not going to be able to do it all by himself in there. So I think LSU will struggle a bit. I think Cal will have the best season out of that. I, I, I don't really know much or what to expect at, at out of UNLV, I know losing Rashad Vaughn's not going to help. Um, I, I likely think they'll probably just be an okay team. And, they lost Christian Wood as well. Okay, and, and so they're probably not going to be a team that makes it out of the first weekend of the tournament if they make the tournament. Um, and, and Zimmerman, again, I, I think in the right situation, he can be great. I think he's got a lot. Uh, I think he's got a relatively high ceiling. But if you're going to ask him to do a lot in year one, I mean, this is a guy that averaged – 10 points and seven rebounds in high school. You know, it's not, he's not somebody that's going to put up big numbers, I think, in college, um, at, at least right away. Oh, uh, he averaged only 10 points and seven rebounds in high school basketball in, in Las Vegas. 
it was something along those lines. It wasn't it wasn't unbelievable numbers. It might have ended up being it might have been twelve and ten. It might have been twelve and nine. Um, it wasn't. They weren't great numbers. Not numbers he you would expect really, at least. He was yeah. Now, you know, it wasn't the twenty four and thirteen or that some other guys put up. Um, he was on a really good team though. They won four state state four straight state championships. Chase Jeter was on his team. He's the big guy going to Duke. Yeah, I know him. Who's ranked sixteenth in the class? Uh, they, I mean, they just had a really, really good team where he didn't have to put up big numbers. But you know, he, he played AAU basketball with Ivan Rab, who's going to California, and he didn't put up unbelievable numbers in AAU either. So uh, he's not a guy that puts up a lot of big numbers. He does a little bit of everything, impacts the game here and there, but doesn't doesn't overwhelm you in any sense. Getting some old tweets in, Captain Arctic wants to know that Mike DeCourcy said four of the five guys UK missed wouldn't have been good fits at UK, he said, with the exception of Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram would have been the best, obviously. Uh, I understand. I think I understand Mike DeCourcy's point that UK didn't have to have any of those guys to be a competitive team. Um, Jalen Brown, I, I, I don't know how you could say he'd be a bad fit. He'd be exactly what UK was missing, just along with Brandon Ingram. They're different players, but would play a, a similar would play the same position just do different things at that position. Obviously UK could add could have used another front court guy and check Diallo. That wouldn't have been a bad fit by any stretch of the imagination. Malik Newman, that would be allow you to play three guards. If you don't want to say Malik Newman would have been a good fit at UK, I can understand that. I don't know if I'd necessarily agree with it, but I can understand why you're saying that. So no, I don't agree. I don't agree with that at all. Uh, and then he asked if I've heard that the platooning hurt recruiting. It abs- absolutely hurt recruiting. Absolutely did. Uh, and that's why John Calipari tried to distance himself from that as soon as he realized recruits don't like that. And that was probably back in November, December, when he made it very public that this platooning was only a one-time thing. I feel like there's plenty more I, I should have gotten to today. Didn't really even get to talk much about the Derby. I didn't win any money off of it. I like Dortmund to win, and he came in third, leading the whole race. The uh, the, the Preakness is going to be fun, and American Pharaoh's a really good horse. That field was unbelievable. My question is, Trevor, if you're Amer- if you're if you're deciding to run that race, and you're Bob Baffert, and you've got American Pharaoh, and you've got Dortmund. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want to not run Dortmund just so you could possibly toy with the idea, play with the idea of a triple crown winner? Why make that race harder for yourself? Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, though, because I guess the money you would earn from getting a triple crown would be more money than you could get by just having two of your horses come in first and second, no matter what order. Because it's all. If I'm Baffert and knowing probably how Baffert is, I don't know Baffert personally. But if they're in the horse racing business at this level, I'm sure it's whatever decision they make will be driven by what is the most profitable decision to them. And that's and that's what it is. If you have American Pharaoh and Dorman go one and three or one and two in the Preakness, that's a huge payday. And I guess you could always entertain the idea of American Pharaoh can still win. He won it once, he can do it again. And then and then maybe you go into the 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 Belmont. And go okay. Maybe now we've got a real shot at history uh, because you know right now the chances of him winning the triple crown, I guess technically he's a third of the way there. But realistically, it's probably what less than a ten percent chance, maybe worse than that. And DJ, so DJ eight steps in by his way and tells me it's 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 relevant to talk about Baffert's decision because it's up to the owner, not the trainer. Look at Yates teaching us even when he's not here. Well, that's true. But the owner wants to make money. That's why he buys a horse. That's why he puts horses. That's why he hires a guy like Baffert's expertise is to make money. And again, I don't. I I guess he wants to make money. He could care less what other horses Baffert is training, though. So it shouldn't affect him. He wants to probably put the horse in it and make the most money he can. And that's a good point by Yates, and he's right, like always. But even then, if you were, even if you were Dorman's owner. In that case, usually it's not uncharacteristic for a horse to take the Preakness off to prep up for the Belmont, which is just an unbelievably long and difficult race for horses to be able to to be competitive in. So if he, but you know, I guess he's just checking out, looking at paydays. So that, that, that's all he really cares about. What do you think we I, see first in our lifetime? Undefeated college basketball season was a national championship or a triple crown winner in the Derby and horse racing. 
triple crown winner. Uh, I, I I think that's we've been really close lately. We have uh, been very close I, cases over the last ten years. And I guess last year we were close with uh, basketball, but basketball is just really really hard. You could theoretically maybe get lucky three horse races in a row. I don't know. We're out of time. We're out of time. Plenty more to talk about tomorrow that we didn't get to today. So thanks for listening. Fourteen fifty, the sports buzz. We'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget to seven, don't be hitting two. Song call it bluegrass, song call it purple. I'ma call it home, take a shot of tone. Lay back in the lap and take two to the dome. Ride from the bill to be G in my zone. Let me hear you say high time, sitting by the river. Got my old shotgun, fishing pole in my liquor. Cause people always trying to tell me how to run my life when they say I'm going.